In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. How do you know the person that you're with is your person? How do you know when you found your soulmate? Single guys, should you date a woman who is unequally yoked in her faith as you are? Find out on this episode. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, last month we received this cool message from Candy who wrote, I sent my stubborn husband your videos so fast. I sent him your whole page. Yesterday we were divorcing, and today we talked. Thank you. What a great story. This month, help us reach more marriages like Candy's by signing up for a recurring donation. Even $10 a month helps us reach families and men like you and those you love. So guys, I want to jump into the meat of the podcast. Today, we're going to answer the question, how do I, how do I find my soulmate? Or another way of saying it is, how do I know when that gal I'm dating is my person? Before we get into what I believe, I want to tell you a story. So I, I'm, I like watching movies, and one of the movies I've watched over the course of the last 40 years is Indiana Jones. The third Indiana Jones installment is called The Last Crusade. And in that installment, Indiana Jones is looking for the Holy Grail, the cup of Christ, the um, legendary cup that Christ drank out of. And in the end of the movie, when they're in the room with all of these potential holy grail cups the correct cup chosen will give eternal life the wrong cup chosen will give death and the adversary in this movie grabs a cup it gets in there first you have to watch the movie chooses the wrong cup drinks it and his life rapidly speeds up he dies and explodes right before our eyes and the ancient knight set to guard the holy grail solemnly says, he chose poorly. So when I think about choosing a wife, when I think of how I chose Shanna to be my bride, there are certain things I think are really important for a single guy to address. And so I'm going to give you a couple of things. The first thing is this. You need to answer two questions. The first question is, are you a man who is worthy to be married to this amazing woman. So I think you need to get yourself ready. In other words, you single guys, live with sexual integrity. 
Be wise in your dating relationships prior to marriage. Grow spiritually. Become the man that she has been praying for. Become the man that is worthy of that amazing woman. The second question is this. Are your standards for your life as high as your standards are for her? That's really important. So if if you can honestly answer those questions in a way that would put you on the same quality or the same level of this woman that you're dating, of this woman that you're, uh, in a way, vetting for your wife, then I think you can move on to the second step. The second step is this. Are the two of you equally yoked spiritually? 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. So a lot of guys will write in and be saying, Should I marry a non-Christian? That's not the right question. The right question is, Should I marry a woman who is unequally yoked with me? In other words, if she's this super godly woman, I'm kind of this lukewarm party animal, you're not worthy of her, bro. If she marries you, she's going to be marrying less than. She's she's going to have to come down to your level spiritually. Or if you're this magnum Christian guy who's seeking Jesus and you, you're in love with this beautiful gal here that doesn't know the Lord, something's going to give. When one person's here and one person's here, you guys will meet somewhere in the middle. And I think, or you won't come together at all. And so the question is not, is she do I should I marry a Christian? The question is, are you equally yoked spiritually? And if you are not equally yoked spiritually, I I do not recommend getting married. I don't think it's a good thing. In fact, I'm a licensed facilitator with a certain marriage and pre-marriage company, and they view marital satisfaction on couple agreement. In other words, the more couples agree on the major themes of life, and there are about 10 of them, the more satisfied that couple will be in their marriage. And spirituality is at the top of the list because spirituality really drives the rest. So the question you have to ask, guys, is are you equally yoked spiritually? I know people that are married and have wonderful marriages that don't believe in God at all. They're atheists. I know people that have great relationships, and both of them are what I would call lukewarm Christians. I mean, the the... the and I, I, the reality of this, as much as I'd like to say, oh, you just, oh, everybody's got to be a solid Christian. The reality of this is as long as you are equally yoked spiritually. So that's a bigger question. For me, when I was looking for a wife, I wanted to find somebody who loved Jesus with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength. I was on fire for God, and I wanted to find that person, and I found that in Shanna. And so I was really excited about that. And I want to say this to you right now. I did a word search through the Bible. I went through the entire Bible. Nowhere in the Bible is the phrase soulmates. Nowhere in the Bible is the phrase my person. Do you realize in the Bible, every instance of the Bible, people who got married chose either were chosen to be married by parents or chose each other. There was no soulmate type of response. Your soulmate, bro, is the one you choose. Your person, my man, is the one you choose. So just like Indiana Jones in the last crusade, choose wisely. The third thing I look, I would look for in a spouse, first of all, I'm going to ask those two questions. Second thing is I, I also want to make sure I'm equally yoked spiritually. The third thing is this. Dude, is she good looking to you? I mean, let's be honest. 
You don't want to marry a woman that you think is ugly. You've got to stare at that woman's face all your life. You want to have a woman that you are attracted to. That And I don't want to sound simple. I, I think this is more important than it is for the, our women. Uh, you know, thank God my wife would have, I mean, she would have never married me. But I think for us men, it's important to marry a spouse that we're attracted to. So for me, when I was Shanna, I wanted to make sure that I was attracted to her, uh, her figure, uh, uh, her, 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 her face. I wanted to make sure that those things were attracted, attractive to me. But beyond the physical attraction, are you attracted to her as a human, as a person? Are you attracted to the intangibles that make up who she is? You know, do you love her heart? Do you love and align with her values? Do you... Uh, what what are, and ask yourself this, what are the intangible qualities about this woman that I love? With Shanna, I'm going back 30 years now, 30 plus years now. I loved her heart. I loved how she valued being fit and healthy. I loved how faithful she was as a friend. She was in eight weddings the first probably three years we were married. That speaks volumes to me. I was I was so in love with her, how holy and devout she was and her devotion to Christ. And she was a devoted friend. So I love these intangible qualities about her. And, and they really attracted me to her as well as her appearance. So all of these things. So the fourth thing is this, and I've alluded to this, and I'll stop today with this last thing. Do your top four to six values in life align with hers? For me, it was all about my faith in Christ, being a physically fit person, living in a small small town, small city. Uh, people were a massive uh, value of mine and serving in the church. I, at the time, I was not working as a pastor. I was working in a parachurch organization, but the local church was very important to me. So those were some of the things for me that were very, very important. I love the outdoors, and I needed a woman who would love the outdoors. And so all of these things, you know, economically, did we align? Were our families similar? You know, demographically? So there, there were some things I really looked at and made sure that we were in alignment with those things. Because if I marry somebody who's out here, we're going to be fighting to get to here. I wanted to find somebody who we aligned here in most things, and that's what I found. So when you ask the question, who should I marry? How do I find a soulmate? I just want to conclude with this. Your soulmate is the person that you choose. You choose her to be your soulmate. She doesn't just drop out of the sky. You don't pray her into some kind of you know, mystical experience. Your soulmate is the one that you choose. But she has to align with the things that are the most important to you. And the key thing is that you guys are equally yoked across the board to the best of your ability. One of the things that I ask young men to do is to make a list, write a physical list down of the things I talked about today. And so that when she shows up in your life, you already have the list because that list is objective. Once you fall in love with a person, she could be a horrible human. But if you're in love with that person for whatever reason, could be a lustful attraction, Once your list goes out the window. So make sure you have a list in your head or on paper. I prefer on paper to where you know what you're looking for so that when she does come into your life, you choose wisely. Men, if this podcast today has helped you, please consider partnering with us with a monthly or a one-time donation. You can do that at meninarena.org slash donate. Every dollar helps. And remember, when a man gets it, everyone wins. God bless you.
Hey, guys, make sure you head on over to meninarena.org. Grab your free copy of my phenomenal, hilarious book. Actually, I did not write this book. You wrote this book. We wrote this book together. This book is a co compilation of 100 man laws that you came up with, as well as myself, called Man Laws, 100 Ways to Get Your Man Card Revoked and Rules to Live By. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. Choose wisely and be a man. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men's from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.